You're listening to Look at My Records. This is episode 137. For this edition of the podcast, I chatted with Theo and Heather of the Michigan-based trip-hop outfit Monroe Moon. The band just released a brand new EP called Joy, and we talked all about the great songs on the EP, including the lead single, New American Housewife. Plus, during our interview, we chatted about how real-life couple Theo and Heather met 10 years ago, what led them to start making music together, how deep cannabis meditation inspired some of the songs on the Joy EP, and a whole lot more. We'll dive into our interview right after the jump. If you're interested in hearing more episodes of Look At My Records, they're available on all streaming platforms. Please remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe on your streaming platform of choice. I also encourage you to check out the Look At My Records website where you can read a review of Monroe Moon's new EP, Joy. You can also check out reviews of other new releases, listen to playlists, and much, much more. Check it out at lookatmyrecords.com. All right, I'm here with Heather and Theo of Monroe Moon. How are you both doing today? We're doing well, thank you. Doing very well. So you're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yes, sir. Have you ever been? No. How'd you wind up there? You're you're from the UK originally, sounds like? Correct, yeah. Um, I met a girl in a bar 10 years ago. She's sitting next to you? If you're sitting next to me, yeah. <laughs> the rest is history. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, been a wild ride. And yeah, 10 years in Michigan. So I, I, I call it my home. Yeah, just doing my part to improve the area. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got married in New York. Oh, cool. Whereabouts? Um, Heather? Oh, uh, Manhattan. Manhattan, yeah, yeah downtown. All, yeah, All Souls, Unitarian. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah, we eloped. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We, we met in the March of 2010. I think we married in the June. Yeah, yeah. end of March, married by June. June. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. It would have been sooner, but the uh, volcano erupted in Iceland, which grounded me. So <laughs> it's an interesting story. Yeah. We really <laughs> wanted to get married. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about it. So you were going to, you met. You fell in love pretty quickly, it sounds like. And then you just, you stayed in the States? Yeah, we, we, well, we'd both been married before. I was on business. Uh, I'm in the, you know, day job is a, I'm in the shoe business. So I worked for a US company and I was traveling back and forth. And, you know, it was one Friday night, downtown Grand Rapids, went out for a beer, met a girl, girl in a bar. And, you know, we kind of fell in love and, I think I went back to England and we just said, let's get married. And that was kind of like two or three weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'd, we'd arranged, the, arranged everything in, in New York and Heather flew over from Michigan and then the volcano erupted in Iceland and grounded me and, you know, that, that was planned scuppered. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the story. I'm glad yeah. you shared that with me. I would have had no idea. But that's cool. So 
you're you've been married for 10 years how'd the musical collaboration begin between the two of you well uh one christmas i have we have five children i have three children from my uh previous marriage and one christmas um Theo just decided to get every instrument possible so that we had just anything that the kids could want to explore music for themselves. And really, they ignored it. <laughs> and it was just me. I sort of got up late. I have an, I'm a terrible insomniac. And so I would get up and um, make music for myself, just play around, you know. I, I, I was really, I was, impressed with myself because I was able to keep a beat on this electronic drum kit we had and I had surprised myself. So I was sort of like, oh, this is so fun, you know? And Theo was just paying a bit more attention than I had realized and, you know, said, came to me and said, I, I like what you're doing and, you know, <laughs> keep it up. And then we just, you know, just went from there. Theo, so are you a musician before before that? I assume people from the UK have great taste in music and, you know, know this stuff. So I'm curious. It's a very good assumption. And I appreciate it. You know, I'm from, you know, the north, north of England, you know, not far from Manchester, Stoke-on-Trent. Yeah, I, I was, you know, one of those teenagers who picked up a guitar from his dad and self-taught. So yeah, I was in a band and and uh, such when I was kind of a teenager. So yeah, I, you know, that all kind of fell to the to the sidelines and you know with work and family, but yeah, I was I was impressed with Heather's, you know, singing to the kids and talent on, you know, the keyboard and the piano. So I was kind of like, "Hey, yeah, this this sounds good." Maybe we should, maybe I should pick up a guitar after all these years and maybe you should, we should collaborate. And it kind of went from there. Yeah, it's been, and it's been fun. It's really just been yeah. about what has been enjoyable and interesting to us. And I, you know, I have to say that, you know, Theo, I, I, I was married at 20. I had, you know, three children by the time I was 27. You know, I remarried um, at 30 to Theo and had two more children. And I didn't, I really never had um, an exploration in my 20s. I didn't get into music. I really, so, you know, the last 10 years, Theo has been, you know, sort of sitting me by the fire, pouring me red wine and rolling me joints and playing me music. And sort of instilling me, yeah, with, um, you know, musical experiences and knowledge that I missed. And so um, for us to then create music together, it's, it's, it feels very complete and, and um, very good. And we are really enjoying it. And, um, you know, we understand each other quite well. It's totally. So what, what type of music was he introducing you to no uh, embarrassingly i have to say he introduced me to the smiths at, at 30 basically um uh we listened to cop two twins uh interpol interpol yeah um gosh a lot of uh stone roses yeah a lot of the stone roses 
Yeah, you're from Manchester, so I was thinking that's probably around the time you came of age, right? Or was it a little before? Before? Yeah, I think you know, I was you know growing up, you know where I did. It was you know teenagers, Smiths, Stone Roses, um, you know Radiohead, Pulp was big influences, and then you know the trip hop scene was was huge for me as well. You know, what was coming out of Bristol at that time, Portishead. Which I was familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Massive, Attack. massive Attack. You could definitely yeah. hear all of that in your, your great yeah. EP and yeah. the first EP too. So how did you, what, what did it feel like to originally start collaborating on this music? What was your original reaction and how did it feel? And then when did you start to realize hey, this is something that we could take a little more seriously instead of just messing around. Like we want to record uh, EP and record music and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it was, um, for me, um, it was really nerve wracking. I am a pretty introverted person and um, I never imagined myself making music. And when you make music, even if you're even if you're imagining a scenario, you know, to to sing about or to write about, it's just it has some sense of, you know, emotion to it. Anyway, I was horrified. I was absolutely horrified at first collaborating. I really felt embarrassed, and it was really difficult for me. And I would have to be um, like not facing, the, you know, it was it was hard for me actually. I think the first time Theo even. He, Theo met and found um, who, Tim, who is our drummer. He was our bassist at first. The first time that he came over and he's playing my playing along to the songs I composed, I you know I had to stop and <laughs> cry and like collect myself. It was just so strange, and I had never imagined it. It was really it was really really hard. But I would say that getting over that and being totally open in a new language, I suppose is the only way you can explain it, with my husband has been, you know, it's been amazing. It's been the best thing ever. That's been a new life in a way. I, th I think, you know, I, I recognize a talent in Heather that she didn't know she had. So I was the one who was driving you know, getting a band, you know, playing together in our own living room is one thing, but then getting, you know, a four-piece band together is another thing and playing live. And so I've been someone who's kind of, you know, recognized the talent, supported it. I think the songwriting and, you know, the lyrics, the, you know, the melodies, the music is, you know, something to, to strive forward with. So, you know, we, we're just doing day by day and, and you know, enjoying it along the way. Yeah, it's amazing. And w what is your songwriting process like? I think it's really uh, impressive that you were able to just dive into start writing songs with really, I guess, no no musical background whatsoever. It's incredible. Like, what was that like? You know, like I said, it's it started just you know being alone at night thinking I was by myself, but I've really quite enjoyed developing a process of going inside and trying to identify information or targeted feelings or, tar you know, a target of some sort, sometimes no target at all, and to shine a light on those bits and have some sort of reflection come out of you. 
in a coherent way. And I um, find a lot of inspiration in um, Buddhism, which is, you know, sounds maybe a little bit weird, but it's a, it's a very artistically inspirational place for me. That's what I do. I, I sort of meditate. I might, in, uh, I might get high, I might intoxicate myself, but it's just going inside and looking for an honest answer to a question of myself. And I just let it flow out. I don't ask any questions and that's it. Yeah, that's really powerful. So the first two songs on the EP, New American Housewife and Hark for Yoko, they were both the product of deep cannabis meditation. So when the inspiration for those two songs came to you, were you specifically doing this for creative inspiration or was it kind of a side effect of that? Is it something that you engaged in and then this creative inspiration came to you? What's that process like? Uh, it can go both ways, really. Um, in this instance, Theo actually asked me to ask myself for the inspiration that I internalized from John Lennon and Yoko Ono. And we had been to uh, the Tate Liverpool and uh, been to Yoko's Double Fantasy exhibit, which we enjoyed. We had this wonderful day in Liverpool. So I knew what he was saying. You know, he was saying, what did you take away from all that? You know, what what did they say to you? Um, so in that instance, yes, I did. I did it specifically for the song um, that would come out of me, you know, and it, it's not unlike I don't assume or I, I mean, I do assume uh, like an author does when you are trying to create a character, you know, you, you're, you're sort of taking information and in bits of different people and creating a mental hologram, I suppose. And, you know, I, I, that's one way I use tantric Buddhist meditations for artistic inspiration. That's amazing. And tell me about the specific experience because you did, and I was researching it a little bit because I wasn't totally familiar with it, but you were able to conjure a, a tulpa, which is basically an object or image created through mental and spiritual powers. And that was the inspiration specifically for the Hark, the song inspired by the image of John and Yoko. Uh, what was the, if you can remember it, I know it was kind of part of your subconscious, but what what was that like? You know, it's much like, it was much like having a conversation, I suppose, you know? It's like walking into a lucid dream, but you're walking yourself into it. You're not finding yourself into it. You're, at, you know, you're, you're putting yourself into that position. So there's elements that are out of your control and that's what the tulpa is. So, you know, and I mentioned authors, you know, before creating characters, that's, um, I see that as a parallel. So I am, I'm asking my subconscious to, you know, shine a light on whatever internalized information I have on, in this instance, John Lennon and Yoko Ono and this exhibit I walked through in the day that I have with my husband. Um, and I'm creating a personality out of it in, and having a conversation. The conversation is ultimately with myself. I'm I'm totally aware of that, but I let go enough into my imagination that it that it my subconscious is running a character for me that it can be 
an almost back and forth or to surprise me with information that I don't think or feel consciously. And it's, it's, it's very helpful when I'm, when I'm writing a song, I suppose. It sounds, it sounds a little crazy, but, but it's, again, like I said, it's like, it's like creating a character for a story and then letting it go and realizing that ultimately at the end of it, I'm, I'm only talking to myself and um, hopefully I had something good to say. It's a really great song. <laughs> Park. It's the second song on the Joy EP. And so when you had that experience as far as getting the song down or the parts of the song, is that something that you immediately did right after? Oh, uh, yeah, actually, it was ongoing. So I, I sort of just I just sit at the oh, piano. Okay. Yeah, I just sit at the piano and I just start hitting things. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in my I'm in the dream. I get to be in the dream and navigate it. And it comes out in that process. I usually try to have some sort of way to record it. So if I'm, if it's feeling very, it's going to be fruitful that I can, you know, hit, <laughs> hit record in case I forget. But usually I am really good at remembering it and getting back to the, you know, what I composed. It's awesome. It's a really, really good song. Tell me a little bit about A New American Housewife. That's the first song on the Joy EP, which just came out. That was the song that I had sort of been kicking around. I had some bits and pieces, you know, to it. I think I had like the opening. Um, and after I wrote Harp, that song just popped right back into my head and it was just the time to complete it in sort of the same way that I had composed Harp and I did. And um, it was, originally entitled Do Lolly. But at the end of it, I, you know, I sort of had some silly banter with myself back and forth where I, mocking, I mockingly named it New American Housewife to sort of just, you know, take the piss out of myself, really. It was at the end of, you know, the meditation and I was sort of waking up to it all. And I had the conscious thought, that these songs I wrote were just, I don't know, you know, it was a little pretentious or something like, what are you writing peace anthems for? Or, you know, <laughs> you know, you knew American Housewife, ha ha ha. And I didn't tell anyone that that was this title name that I had, you know, laughed about with myself for a little while. But when I sort of, at first when I was just making fun of myself, I, I didn't want to rename the song, but I started um, thinking about the housewives that I do know, you know, the, the women that do inspire me. And, um, you know, in particular, I have a friend, um, Tiffany, who her and I connect. Um, we're both, we're both housewives. We were both housewives with five children. And um, she restarted her life to become a doula, uh, a midwife. And, you know, she's, to me, she's exactly, you know, to, to better the world, to, um, to, to change the, um, you know, the death rate of birth in uh, uh, women of color. And I just thought, yeah, it is the new American housewife. You know, we, you know, there is no female timeline. You know, we, you can reinvent yourself after children. You do have things to do. You can, you know, rearrange your existence and become whatever you want at, at any time that you want, no matter, you know, where you are. So I changed the name. <laughs> so true. It's so true. And that's great advice for anyone. Totally. It's, uh, you know, something that 
Yeah, I don't have any children yet, but that's always a, a fear. Is like, will I be able to do the the things that I want to do? But and it's cool to see that you could do it anytime in your life for sure. Yeah, and people will try and tell you that you can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Prism, gorgeous, gorgeous song at the end of the record, which really stands out because it's very stripped down. It's just you singing and piano. It definitely stands out. I know you were thinking about not including it on the EP. Why'd you decide to include it? I do think it ultimately fits in really well with the other songs, even though it's different sounding. But as far as your voice being the common thread from the three songs, and it also fits in with the themes of love and things like that as well. Yeah, thank you. I, that, I mean, that was Theo's decision. Theo makes most of the decisions for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting because, you know, we went into the studio and it was one morning and it was literally a, you know, one take at the piano. Um, it's a live recording. You can, it's a warm up, really. It's a warm up, <laughs> yeah. You can hear our kids eating like noodles in the background. And I just think it was a, it's a beautiful song to begin with, you know, lyrically and you know, spiritually, if you, if, you know, it's a love song, which is always nice to end on. Um, and I just thought it was a nice compliment to the other two songs. So that's why I kind of pushed to kind of, yeah, let's let's sneak this third song to make it a true EP and kind of, it, it kind of, it, it, there's a beginning, a middle and an end. So that's kind of my thought process. I think it does balance it quite well. Yeah. And I, I was yeah, definitely. Self-conscious. I I would I was like, what? I would never do that. But it was the right choice. But sometimes when you when you're singing and you're playing and you know it's you know if you know it's being recorded or you know it's a take on a you know in the studio. Sometimes those takes that are just kind of you know just one time you know just impromptu. Sometimes you get the magic there, which I think that's captured. Totally. And something else I'm curious about, recording this EP and finding the other two members. So it sounds like this project started with the two of you recording, writing songs in your home. How did you round up the lineup and what did, did those other two members kind of bring those tri the trip hop elements to the songs, would you, would you say? Um, no, I, I think... I think we, Pio and I set the, set the, the tone and the sounds and the, this EP, it's different from, you know, when we were first, when we first put out our first recordings, um, this sort of moved to a little more synth, a lot more synth, I should say, a little bit, um, yeah. um was us, was absolutely us. Um, the, the two, uh, members that we have, Tim and Justin um, are our good fortune, you know? That's how we met them, that's how <laughs> I describe it. Is that, you know, we've, we crossed their path at the right time, you know, um, so that they could um, lend their talents. Um, and we're so grateful and, you know. But, but both great musicians in their own right as yeah. well. They kind of just, you know, it's fate that they crossed our path and Honored to work with yeah. those guys. So, it, you know, you, you work together as a duo and a team, but then 
you know, working as a four-piece in, in a live scenario, that's where we really kind of, you know, vibe and get on. Yeah, and they what they really bring, they, you know, there's, um, you know, I, I sit down at the piano and I write a song and I just have a chord progression and lyrics usually. Um, sometimes I'll do a little extra, you know, stuff in garage band, but I bring it to them and they expand the songs, you know, it, it has a, a spine, <laughs> it has a spine, but you know, yeah, they, they air it out and they, they puff it out yeah. and they, they give it the body. And, and where'd you record this EP? Uh, at River City Studios in Grand Rapids. Cool. And and how'd you find that studio? Did you work with a producer or? Yeah, we, we kind of, you know, over the last, I would say, two years, we've experimented with a couple different studios, just kind of finding what's available, um, what's out there. Some are kind of, you know, all analog or some are, you know, just startup studios. This, this was really, um, we recorded there first of all probably it was our first studio right yeah and we just felt it was it had the right environment the people understood what we were trying to do and we met a guy called austin who you know produced this uh, mastered this record and it, it was he understood what we were trying to do and he had the patience and the the, the kind of insight and foresight to to, to kind of get what we were ultimately trying to get at. So we it was very fortunate that we met him. How do your songs, because your songs, there's a lot going on. They're very fleshed out. There's serious beats and a lot of synths. How did your songs get fleshed out? Do you find yourselves writing them really fleshed out at home? Or is it a lot of stuff that happens in the studio when you're recording? Uh, in this case, um, it was mostly done at home. And that's how we got it done when we got it done. You know, during, uh, in Michigan, we were still definitely locked down. It was because so much was, was taken care of and written and um, um, already done before we went into the studio. We really just went in and did vocals and guitar and, you know. But I'd, I'd, like, to. I'd like to mention how timely this EP is. Heather said to me, you know, during this time, you know, that we're all living in, you know, I need, she said to me, I need to release this, you know, sooner rather than later. So it was a kind of a, not a pressure, but it was, you know, everything was locked down. I think we were the first people in the studio um, once it reopened. So we just kind of went in there. Um, obviously it was all distance and it was, you know, different kind of world, but I knew that there was a time sensitive element to try and get this out. And I think if you listen to the songs, you listen to the lyrics, they're trying to tell you, you know, something about where we're, we are in society today and potentially some questions we're all asking ourselves in the immediate future. Yeah. What do you think? What are some of those questions that you're asking yourselves right now? <laughs> well, you know, I'm actually not, I'm trying not to ask myself too many questions. I'm trying to accept that I don't have the answers. Yeah. And, um, and that's been hard, actually. It's not been the, mo the easiest thing, but it's uh, opened me up. And I think I look forward, I, I, 
I would say it's opened me up, but I, I think a lot of people are doing the same thing. I think, I think most of us are realizing we don't have the answers. And I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully a golden age of listening to each other <laughs> before we make some decisions. I agree. I agree 100%. All right. So I definitely want to play some of your songs. You said you wanted to play Hark for Yoko from Joy. And you also wanted to play I Don't Want a Reason to Cry, which was remixed by Vinyl Fields. And it appears on your release, Beware of Our Appetite. How'd you wind up getting that song remixed? How'd you connect with Vinyl Fields? You know, this is one of the the joys of, I think, social media now. Especially, you know, let's take a platform like Instagram. Everyone's liking and... You know, friending different genres and this was really someone who I think you know he makes you know beats at home I think he commented on one of our posts and we connected and chatted and he kind of said yeah send me some demos and you know I'll, I'll, I'll see what I think and I think I sent him you know three or four different kind of demos that Heather just made at home and he picked this one and we collaborated on, you know, over maybe a period of three or four weeks back and forth. And I was just blown away by his, you know, talent. And, you know, that's one of the things I think, you know, social media, you know, the boundaries now and the cross pollination of different genres. And, you know, it's just a click away. And you know, we would have never have had the luxury of working with someone like that, maybe if, you know, this platform didn't exist. And, you know, we were really pleased with the outcome. It, to me, it was, you know, it was a, a collaboration that brings two genres together, which I always like, you know, his head was in the beats and the sounds and you know, ours was more in the kind of, you know, indie world shoegaze. So it was a collaboration of two things and purely done online and via email. So. It was great. Never met this guy and, you know. <laughs> but it, it's really exciting. You know, I, I talk about my musical writing and inspiration. You know, it's it's a reflection of internalized, you know, interpretation or whatever you want to whatever you want to say. But to have your your art reflected back to you, you know, in, a, in such a wonderful and pleasing, exciting new way was very satisfying and you know i was like exciting again it was exciting to have that it was great yeah very cool i love the remix community it seems like a lot of people reach out connect and remix each other's work yeah. and it's it's fun and i definitely want to play a new american housewife as well in this little three song <laughs> so joy the joy ep is available on limited edition seven inch vinyl on green witch recordings last question before we play some of your songs how'd you link up with green witch recordings i'm assuming over the internet again yeah you know similar similar conversation about probably a, a genre hashtag search type scenario yeah. shoegaze you know, I think I stumbled upon them, liked the roster at the time, maybe sent some submissions and 
we went back and forth and just I think that kind of you know startup and um, what those guys were doing I really liked some of the sounds that you know were on their roster and we just clicked great guys to work with as well just really you know Mark and Chase um, you know we had a mutual respect I think for the music and what we were trying to do so yeah great partnership and you know I, you know those guys you know we owe a lot to those guys it, it was it was good yeah it's cool and it's exciting to actually have your music on vinyl doesn't happen all the time so it's exactly, really cool exactly. you know you know cassette and vinyl i'm all about that you know it's, it's, <laughs> give me cassette and vinyl and yeah that's that's a that's perfect that's awesome congrats on the release of this awesome ep everyone it's called joy you can get it on limited edition vinyl as i said via greenwitchrecordings.com we're going to hear two songs from the ep and then the great remix of i don't want a reason to cry so we're going to hear new american housewife hark for yoko and i don't want a reason to cry all by monroe moon my guests We'll be back.
We're back. We heard three songs by Monroe Moon, two from their brand new EP, Joy. We heard New American Housewife, Hark for Yoko, and I Don't Want a Reason to Cry, the Vinyl Fields remix. All right, now we're going to play some records that you picked, starting with What Difference Does It Make by The Smiths, a seven inch that I have of this single. Yeah, Smiths were, you know, pivotal to me, you know, um, growing up in Northern England and seeing, especially Johnny Marr playing his big red 355 on top of the pops. <laughs> yeah. Genius, genius, and genius in many ways, lyrically from Morrissey. Um, Morrissey and Marr, big influences on my upbringing and still is, still listen to the Smiths a lot. Yeah, Johnny Marr, an incredible guitar player. And Morrissey, great lyricist and vocalist, even though he's kind of a dick, but that's okay. It's a shtick. <laughs> <laughs> Being a dick is, is his shtick. I tell people just put on the records, listen to them as they were, when they were written, when they were played, and it's... You know, it is Forget genius. All that stuff. And I don't use the word genius lightly, but you know, for me, that especially the Queen is Dead album, that's, that's my top we, pick. We we waited outside of a bar in Toronto, Canada, to meet Johnny Marr after the, the it was a, was it the first stop in North America yeah. on his new tour a couple of years ago, and uh, Theo's meeting his guitar hero. His guitar hero. I took the worst <laughs> pictures. <laughs> the worst. I was so I couldn't. I was I was surprised myself. I was so awestruck that I was like you know nervous and I didn't expect that. And I just could. Oh, it was the worst. I feel terrible to the stage. It's all blurry. It's terrible. You can't even tell who it is. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> you cherish the moment though. <laughs> the memory. Memories. We have our memories. And he'll be back someday too. That's true. Sure, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, Ballad of the Golden Hour by Widow Speak off of Almanac. They actually have a new album coming out, I think, later this month. Oh. So that's exciting. That was your pick. That was my pick. Yeah. I have to say, you know, there wasn't that much I recognized off of your list of music. Like I said, I don't have a history of, you know, I, I, I'm also not a person who gets excited about celebrity or into bands. I never would learn the name of the, you know, the, the band members. I, if I liked an album or a song, I never would look very far beyond that sort of a thing. But I was a I was a mother, you know, and working full time, and that's what I did instead of you know exploring art or music. But Widow's Peak is something that I didn't even know how I, I came across them, and it was it was just before we started making music. But I um, I just loved it, and I you know I remember I remember first hearing it on like a beautiful autumn day you know, in Michigan. So like the leaves are all turning, the air is crisp and it sort of just encapsulated all of that. And I I felt like, you know, oh yeah, if I could make music, I'd make music like this. I don't make music like that, <laughs> unfortunately. But 
I, I do, I really like what they do. And I did, you know, go back and listen to what they have and, you know, got everything that they they do. And yeah. And it was something I was, I was never into or exposed to. And Heather kind of brought me into that. And I, I really like, it's a really nice vibe. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it, it is, the music is very autumnal. Like he's yeah. Like the, oh, yes. yeah. And they're great. They've been around for a while now. They're from Brooklyn. I'm pretty sure they're still based in Brooklyn. I've seen them a few times around here. So it's always great to see them. And they seem to get better with each release as well. And then we've got Loaded by Primal Scream off of the Loaded EP. Theo, one of yours, I'm assuming. Yeah, and again, it's, you know, sorry for the seven minute song, but, um, you know, it was, this is a time where, you know, dance culture in Northern England met you know, indie rock. You know, you've got Primal Scream and then you got Andrew Weatherall collaborating. You've got, you know, Marriage Made in Heaven. You know, sadly, I think Andrew passed away last year, but, you know, it, 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 I like those collaborations. We were, we were talking before about those kind of genres cross-pollinating, and I think this is just a great example of that. Yeah, and you could definitely hear the influence in your in your music as well, which is cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. So was, was that a big part of your life in Manchester as far as the, the Madchester scene? I always enjoy reading about it, watching documentaries about it and stuff like that. Were you a part of making music there? Yeah, I was a little bit, I was a little bit young for like the Hacienda scene. Yeah. You know, that, that was when really like, you know, when the Stone Roses came through um, and, you know, I was exposed to it working. I, I worked in a record shop when I was 17. So, um, you know, I, I knew about that dance culture um, and I think, you know, when I was kind of 21, I, I did go to a, a club and see An Andrew Weatherall. So I was lucky enough to kind of see him and see how influential he was on that scene. But yeah, it was just a great time where, you know, you have like mergers of music. Yeah, so many, so much great music has come out of Manchester. So that's cool. You were yeah. a part of it. You lived through it. Absolutely. And then Heaven or Las Vegas by Cocktoo Twins. Beautiful, gorgeous song. Possibly the most beautiful song ever. I don't know yeah. about that, but it's a really good song. And yeah. she has a really, she has a real, uh, Elizabeth Fraser has a very beautiful voice. Cocktoo Twins was, you know, something that Theo played for me by the fire and, you know, bought the records for me and it's, it's just something we put on and dance to with the kids in the living room and you know it's it's just gorgeous i don't i don't know if you call it shoegaze or what you call it but it's, it's just great music and you know it's difficult to 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 hear what the actual lyrics are but you're just <laughs> so drawn into that 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 tone and that vibe it's just it's beautiful. It's almost a meditation. Yeah. To it. <laughs> yeah. It's, they're all about mood setting and soundscapes. It's an experience to listen to a song like that. And then last song, Running Up That Hill, Deal With God by Kate Bush off of her classic record, Hounds of Love. Now, isn't it a coincidence? I think it was like 35 years to the day that that song was released. Oh, wow. Yeah. Strangely Happy enough. Happy 35th anniversary, yeah. Kate yeah. Bush. Very much 
Again, Kate Bush was someone I would watch on Top of the Pops, you know, and I think eccentric, amazing, you know, the dancing would just be, you know, crazy. Just, just oh, what an amazing artist, Kate Bush. Yeah, and actually someone I didn't even know existed until Theo introduced her to me. <laughs> she has such a incredible voice and unique voice as well. Yes, yes. All right, so we're gonna play these songs. We're gonna hear the Smiths, Widow Speak, Primal Scream, Cockdo Twins, and Kate Bush. And we'll be back to wrap up.
Just what is it that you want to do? Well, we want to be free. We want to be free to, to do what we want to do. And we want to get loaded. And we want to have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. Well, wait, baby, let's go. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a party.
Just what is it that you want to do? We want to get loaded, and we want to have a good time.
All right, welcome back. We heard Heather and Theo's picks from Monroe Moon. We heard What Difference Does It Make by The Smiths, Ballad of the Golden Hour by Widow Speak, Loaded by Primal Scream, Heaven or Las Vegas by Cocktoo Twins, and Running Up That Hill, Deal With God by Kate Bush. Show's almost over, but you were mentioning you're currently working on your debut full length. Is that right? I think Heather has like two albums already written. It's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those scenarios where you've got so many songs and, you know, it's a great problem to have, right? Um, but yeah, we need to just kind of focus and kind of, okay, we have this EP out, which is timely. Now now let's work on like a debut album. That, that That's that's the goal. Um, and, I, and I think by probably next summer, we should have, we should have something you know, in hand and possibly released. So very exciting. 2021 is going to be a great year. All right. So we're coming to the end of the show. You've got plans for the rest of the year to work on an album, get an album ready for 2021. Any other plans, music related or related to Monroe Moon? think so really i mean that's the yeah we, we're doing some live shows we you know when and where we can around grand rapids it's obviously tough right now but um you know we're open to some live shows live streaming obviously you know that's something we can we can work on and um yeah just kind of getting getting everything together and um continuing to be creative that's our goal right now Excellent. And we're going to play one more song to end the show. Prism, the third song on your brand new EP, Joy. Again, everyone, you can get it via greenwitchrecordings.com on limited edition vinyl. And it's available on all streaming platforms. You can find Monroe Moon on Facebook and Instagram as well. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to sail away 
in the black void of space till my eyes merge with the stars and I bliss out in white eons, eons, eons eons, eons, eons I want to say Ocean blue till the waterline merges with the sky. But then I couldn't be with you.